Hello, this is Deborah Anderson, the Black Woman Animator, Come back to you with another video. And in this video, I have Aaron Brewer. Welcome. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Can you introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I am Aaron Brewer. Um, I am a director, storyboard artist, animator, sheet timer. Um, sheesh. Yeah, that's me in this industry. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And all those labels are on his IMDb. I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so, um, you're from like the like the Mitchellville Bowie um, area. How was it growing up? Um, black. It was <laughs> really um, looking back now that I'm removed from it. Um, really cool. Uh, a privilege. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. A very unique experience. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a pretty um, affluent black county, PG County. It's like mm -hmm. a thing. You'll hear that around PG County. It's like we, mm -hmm. we rep it hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, y'all do. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, so like, you know, I it was predominantly black. There was a mixture of folks. You know, there was, you know, there was some white folks and these folks and stuff, but um, mm -hmm. predominantly black. And uh, <laughs> I remember in sixth grade, uh, the family we took a trip to Disney uh, mm -hmm. World in Florida, and I had culture shock because I was I was like, "Where are all the black people?" And my mom was like, "This is how the world really is." You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it was not that many. You know, we're, we're, you know, I just really hadn't had that experience. And then from there, you know, my parents like they shipped me off to different places, so I got a, a bit more exposure. Yeah, life outside of PG County. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it was um, yeah, no. I mean, I, you know, normal family life. I'm the oldest of two. I mean, sorry, three. I'm the oldest <laughs> of three. I have two younger <laughs> sisters. Yeah. Um, we lived in like one of those like um neighborhoods with like a cul-de-sac, you know. And we yeah. had, you know, we were in the back of the neighborhood, one way into the neighborhood, one way out of the neighborhood. Um, we had a stop sign at the end of our block. I wasn't allowed to go past the stop sign. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a bunch of kids on our block. We used to, I used to go and knock on their doors, like, can they come out? And then, you know, we would, you know, just, you know, wreak havoc on our, on one block. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one kid had the basketball court, one kid had the video games, one kid had the really, really nice large backyard so we can do football games. Right. You know, that was basically my, um, childhood experience, uh, growing up. So. Yeah. Were you were you a backflip kid? <laughs> yes, yes, I was. I was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I came up, but yeah. Um, so I, uh, shit, when I was, okay, oh when I was a baby, and if I haven't had an uncle um, mm -hmm. who was in love with martial arts films, mm -hmm. and so my mom used to drop me off over there from an early age, and um, like, like mid pampers, and so. Mm -hmm. um, when I would be over there, he would sit me down in front of the TV with him and we would just sit there and watch, you know, Kung Fu movies. And mm -hmm. so that's something that I, I don't know how or why, but it, it, it stuck with me. And so by the age of two, I was doing perfect cartwheels, apparently. And nice. um, and then from there, I was just flipping. I, I go, like, and it would also kids in the neighborhood would do it, too. And it's something that we just had fun with. And we would like climb on like top of things and do flips off of them. Um, mm -hmm. then my parents put me, um, into martial arts when I got, when I was seven. And so from seven to 18, I did Kung Fu. 
um nice. just to kind of they, they kind of channeled it so it was like all right <laughs> stick this right here just put all this energy into that um and so yeah so i did um so i'm a kung fu fanatic you know growing up just between mm-hmm. the films and actually practicing it um uh it was a big part of my life growing up and, mm-hmm. and i got my first black belt in kung fu in sixth grade nice and then in eighth grade uh we went to i went to with school like organized a trip to china and so mm-hmm. we were in china for a month and we trained with the beijing um wushu team and so that mm-hmm. was insane um mm-hmm. another kind of like cultural moment where you know like oh shit the world's bigger than yes. you know pc county all right mm-hmm. um and then um shit uh ninth grade i got my second degree black belt and then i started playing other sports and a bunch of other hobbies kind of like trickled in so it wasn't mm-hmm. as like focused on it um, yeah but yeah i brought like i feel like black boys backflipping is a is the black experience so that's why i asked you yes and like because uh, they did it when i lived in new orleans like i tried but i couldn't and then like you know martial arts is very part of the black american experience too so yeah like, very much so yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it was in like the 80s and like yeah the 70s the 80s yeah the films and stuff like that yeah it just felt like um i was just watching a documentary about that too and it was how um at least the, the guys at the interview, they were talking about, you know, there's, you know, seeing Asian guys on screen, you know, kicking ass and they're like, it's somebody other than, you know, white guys doing it. And they were like, oh, this is great. And it, it felt <laughs> something akin to that, you know, and yeah. I think also with, um, um, I think his name is Jim Kelly uh, mm-hmm. from, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, from um, the Bruce Lee film, mm-hmm. uh, Enter the Dragon. So I think seeing him on screen kicking ass and stuff, I was like, oh, you know, we could do yeah. this too. And yeah, yeah. So, so what are like all the sports you played? Uh, and were you good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, a lot of, <laughs> I, a lot of stuff. There's a difference. Like, <laughs> there is a difference. There's a difference. Like I, I was a pretty naturally athletic kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I just took this stuff really quickly, like physically. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I would say that a lot of that translated into my work, just really understanding like how the body works and all this yeah. stuff. But um, yeah, so I played soccer at one point. Um, I played football for one season. I was like, this ain't for me. Um, <laughs> like I preferred in the backyards or in, in the schoolyards, but not with pads. No, I right. Like, I, got, I got my bell rung once and I was like, this, is, this shit is not cool. So, um, I never really played basketball for a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always a neighborhood thing. Um, yeah. uh, in high school, track. Track was my sport. My dad ran track, so he kind of mm-hmm. got me into it. So, I um, I ran track uh, all throughout high school. So, the first freshman year, I, I came in, like, I got something to prove. And so, you know, <laughs> I, um, I busted ass freshman year. Um, mm-hmm. But the level of exertion needed to improve um just made me throw up all the time and so i i, I just for me so like you know i i just kind of plateaued hard yeah. <laughs> um so it was hard to kind of keep that motivation and that drive once i realized like oh, i could do this but like to keep getting better at this i'm i'm gonna have to really like um take myself to another level that i'm not comfortable doing on a regular, <laughs> on a regular basis um but it was fun though i mean yeah um and the whole experience was great um 
but yeah, so track, yeah, yeah. I think those were all the sports. I also did music too. So my mom, so that was my dad's side. My mom played the clarinet and mm-hmm. and French, and those were like things that she carried from her school experience. So I, um, in elementary school, we started learning foreign languages early. So we in like fifth grade. So we mm-hmm. so French was it was either French or Spanish, and so did French, and so I did French all the way, and then um, in middle school. She played the clarinet in high in high school, so she mm-hmm. put me in the music, and so I started playing the clarinet in mm-hmm. seventh grade. And then she did marching band in high school, mm-hmm. so in high school I did marching band too. Mm-hmm. I did that for two years, um, and then I switched over to piano. I did that mm-hmm. for the last two years um, in high school. So yeah, nice. so, yeah, pretty well rounded. I did all the things, man. Like and then like you know during the summer I would do gymnastics i would do swimming i would do did horseback riding um nice yeah so like they they exposed me to a lot which was great um so i got i got an experience of trying a lot of different things um and you know just seeing people that are really good at a lot of those different things too you know yeah Uh, so that was really um helpful and cool and you know something i look back on i'm like really thankful that i had those experiences you know Mm mm-hmm I saw you tweet last year that you were getting back to French. How's that going? <laughs> it's been going good. Because um, I've, yeah, I've been, you know, I had an excuse. I've been, you know, I've been wanting to get into foreign language, wanting to know more languages. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, but I just never had, like, did it, you know, and it was like, you know, get up and do mm-hmm. it. And so um, I found some, uh, this, like, website where they have tutors. They have a list of tutors. And so, mm-hmm. like, I, I was able to, find one that kind of we meshed well and then I started taking lessons and that was great and so yeah. that's been good and been kind of good to get back into it I have an app as well I've been doing using Duolingo yeah yeah and mm-hmm. so so I've been doing that to kind of refresh myself but then also with the with the tutor it's like we're having conversations and like practicing and it's um, yeah so it's like good to kind of like and it's almost like <laughs> I I um compare it to being like in therapy because like there's a level of vulnerability you have to have when you're just uh-huh. like trying and fucking up like constantly, <laughs> you know and she just smiles and just like nope this is how you this is where you said it wrong and she'll type it out for me and I'm like oh, okay cool, cool, cool. yeah but, you know, i'll say half a sentence in french and then half in english and um, but yeah and, I was, and it's weird because i have a lot of french people in my life um mm-hmm. i feel it's kind of abnormal but, um, <laughs> but like i know you interviewed kimson and kimson's mm-hmm. like really oh different. yeah yeah and so like he speaks french fluently and it's like it's just really weird um, so yeah, I feel like the universe is telling me that like this is start with French and then we'll move on to once you get that, we'll move on to something else. So how did how did you use like you know the martial arts and then did you dance too or oh um I like to dance. Um, oh like to dance, I okay. Didn't, I didn't I didn't like do it professionally. Um uh, <laughs> well, like, like you know, as a hobby, you know, I, I guess yeah, I, yeah. Was, I think you know when I got into um college, um mm-hmm. I really got into dancing i found there was a break dancing like oh nice like um group Crew. that was like <laughs> around like i would kind of like get in with them and uh but like i, I was there was one kid in high school who got a break dance but I, I just wasn't really friends with him so like i didn't like bridge that gap like i definitely wanted to learn but they were, i didn't have access this was before youtube guys so like, yeah, I yeah, have, yeah. Like, that, that access to like you know a dearth of people just you know this is how you do it you know right like, oh, you know it used to, like, you'd have to go to a designated place and find, like, a VHS and, you right, know, and right. rewind it and play it, you know, but, um, 
so yeah, so I didn't really get into dancing until um, college, but um, but in terms of like just understanding like just how the body moves um, mm -hmm. and just you know from playing all the sports and doing martial arts, particularly martial arts, because with, with wushu, um, wushu is almost like dancing. It's like mm -hmm. it's really choreographed. It's really like the movements are really precise and the speed and and the flow of everything is really particular. Um, and so, you know, you, you like, you, you're flowing, you're flowing and then whop, you hit a pose, right? And like, you, then like, you know, you hit the pose and then it would hit, tell the class to freeze and you would come around and like adjust your fist so that, you know, it's like, a, my camera's like, so this, like this, you know, yeah. and then you pop yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this, like this, you know, and then, and he would do that for every single pose, you know, and then, he, then we'd do it all over again. So there was, mm -hmm. um, just, you know, as you're holding it, you're, you're really like realizing what's flexing, what's tired, what's, you know. Um, what's tight, um, and so um, just something that I internalized, you know, and also just playing football and with in the neighborhood and doing backflips, knowing how to like rotate my body, you know, yeah. and the exertion required to do that. I um, can never figure that out. <laughs> it was like it I'm was doing an evolution. a cartwheel, but I'm like, ah. It was an evolution to it, you know. It started with <laughs> like, um, uh, you know, hanging off the monkey bars. You know, and then just like with your hands and then just kind of flipping over and then doing without your hands, you know, just your legs, the camera again, like your legs like this and you're like you're swinging and then you yeah. flip you know, like that. And then like you, you get used to that rotation motion, right? And then you yeah. do it on the ground and you kind of like do it to the side, you know, do yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. And then now that you get good at that, you just do it once, you know. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh shit, I did it. And then, <laughs> you know, you get really good at it and then you accidentally do it without hands one time. And I was like, oh, shit, I just did it without hands. And then, you know, it evolves. Um, um, and then after that, you're doing it off of stuff. You're doing it off of cable boxes. You're doing it off of, like, cars. You're doing it off, you know, it's like, <laughs> go back to those monkey bars. Do it, on, do it off the monkey bars. Um, but, yeah, so understanding that stuff. I didn't realize it until um, when I decided to go into animation, uh, which yeah. was in high school. Throughout all of that, I, I had done a bunch of different things, and I was good at a lot of different things, but um, I couldn't picture myself doing any of that stuff for the rest of my life. I didn't know what I was getting all the you know the brochures and the mail from all the colleges, and yeah, um, you know, it's a really good school for engineering. It's a really good school for whatever the fuck, and, um, <laughs> and I none of it appealed to me. I didn't couldn't picture myself doing those things for the rest of my life, um, mm -hmm. and. Um, also, my I had my mom and my mom, both my parents were engineers, um, yeah. and my mom wanted to be in the medical field, um, yeah. uh, but she thought it was going to be too hard, so she went into engineering, which is like <laughs> hard too. Um, so, but she hated her job, and so mm -hmm. you know she used to get up at the crack of dawn, um, and we used to get up early, and she was always gone before us, and. Mm -hmm. um, you know, go to work, go through traffic, you know, you know, Beltway, PG County traffic is, is fucking nuts. Um, yeah. And a job that she hated doing. And then, you yeah. know, traffic all the way back home. And so um, that sucked. I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. So and I, I equated it to going to high school. Like the high school's fine, but like it wasn't, and it wasn't like something I look forward to doing. And so I was like, I can't go to high school for the rest. You know, like that feeling of getting up, like, oh, shit, here comes Monday. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you know i had to do some souls like 11th grade i'm like what am i gonna do for the rest of my life and mm -hmm. then so um i we we grew up watching i mean i watched everything i my my mom loved musicals so i watched a lot of musicals you know come mm -hmm. from stuff 
um, whatever I could get my hands on, I would watch. Um, and we also had a lot of Disney stuff on VHS. And um, for, for whatever reason, we got Tarzan on DVD, like a double disc mm-hmm. with the behind the scenes features. And mm-hmm. um, I was watching that. I don't know why. Uh, I guess because I've seen the movie so many damn times. So I just decided to watch the behind the scenes stuff. And Glenn Keane was on there talking about animating and um, just, you know, how he researched it and what he had to do and, you know, and just like drawing it and studying and drawing. And, you know, I think he was talking about like the moment where like he's, his feet are zigzagging on the branches and mm-hmm. how he watched some rollerblader doing that. And that was like his inspiration for it. And so he kind of watched that and then he draw it. And nice. he watched, I was like, oh shit. Uh, that's a thing people do, you know. And I also that's like completely um missed that point, but also throughout all of this, I was drawing like it was, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> you know. But it was just another one of those things I did, you know. It wasn't anything mm-hmm. special, but it was um there was always somebody around me who, who could draw or at least draw mm-hmm. better than me. So mm-hmm. I would constantly, like kind of peek over their shoulder and like, what are you doing? How did you do that? Um, mm-hmm. And so I would kind of like incrementally get better um, that way. Yeah. I didn't read a ton of comics. I noticed a lot of your interviews, folks, like grew up like loving comics and cartoons. That wasn't that wasn't <laughs> like like I I watched some of the stuff. It was but it was like periphery, you know. Like Saturday yeah. morning, you know, like I would maybe spend like two hours in the house, but then after that, I was outside running around, flipping off the shit. So yeah, you know, uh, you know but drawing was always something that I did on the side and it was something I could do and lose track of time doing. Mm-hmm. So I would draw and get lost in the drawing and focusing on trying to make it good and just kind of go into like the Zen space. And, yeah. you know, and then four hours later, I'm looking up like, Oh, shit. you know, it's been four hours. It's dark. Um, and I like, <laughs> you know, and so, um, yeah. And I, I didn't take any art classes really. Um, in spite of like, all the other things, horseback riding, you know, all the other things I did, but I didn't take <laughs> classes and so um i think i had one I had art history in 10th grade and that was the mm-hmm. only thing i got a chance to kind of like draw for all of my projects and that was great and so i had that was my one art teacher um prior to uh my senior year so mm-hmm. 11th grade comes around i'm like i see that video i'm like oh animation people draw i like entertaining i like stories love stories yeah. um so um you know, I was like, oh, this is a, a good way to combine, you know, the two things. And so mm-hmm. um, I had a sketchbook just um, of a few things that I would just draw, you know, randomly. I used to draw a lot of <laughs> other things. I never created characters. I'd always draw the space that I was in. So I, I like, I'm one of those weird people that likes actually doing layout. Like I can, uh-huh. <laughs> I can draw the room, you know, and like everything in like relationship to the other. Um, yeah. Um, so I had a sketchbook and so my senior year, there's like AP art. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, if I could do AP art, um, then I had done most of my like credits. I had already taken care of most of my academic credits. I just needed English and history. I think I had to take that four years, but everything else was open. So I could do AP art for my, I had four classes a day. So I can do AP art, my third, uh, class and then my fourth would be art two. Mm-hmm. Just I needed just to fill in. I needed to build stuff, right? Yeah. And so I, have a, I had for AP art, you needed to have a um, you needed to have taken at least two art classes in your high school. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. I hadn't. I only taken one, but I got my history art history teacher to vouch for me and mm-hmm. talking to the AP teacher, and she was like, "Okay, cool." So she brought me in. 
Um, and then so we spent the year just kind of like learning stuff and also building um, a bunch of um, pieces that kind of, um, for me, it was all for my portfolio. And so yeah. like, like all, all the stuff that we did for the year kind of had to fit a theme. And so mine was motion. So I would pick all of these different um, things like swinging, like somebody on a swing and just like the, the, the different, you know, phases of it or somebody bowling. And so like, you know, starting that from pose one all the way to the end and how the wind up and all that shit happens. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of like things like that to, to kind of like focus, you know, to talk about movement and focus on movement and get better at drawing the figure, but also yeah. so that you know, I could do animation, even though I've never done it before. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, and then I also had to um, find a school that could, that was teaching animation. And so um, I did a bunch of research. I think we went to a couple of conventions or like one of those like college conventions where they would all be in mm -hmm. one place, kind of walk yeah. around and, um, and ask questions. And so, uh i think god i can't remember all the schools i applied to um sva was one mm -hmm. um the i think R rit was another. oh that's where i went yeah oh cool nice <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't require a portfolio so i was like yep easy <laughs> <laughs> excuse me um <laughs> i think a ringling was on there but i um all they had was 3d and i was really focused on 2d because you know i wanted mm -hmm. to draw point of all of this right yeah. so um and i think there was a school i didn't even know about um what's the big school out here uh oh cal, cal arts cal arts yeah i didn't know about cal arts like and i didn't realize that all the disney guys are down to cal arts that cal arts is basically like a was like the uh um like the g leagues for you know disney or <laughs> right like, uh, like training for them to just pluck people out i didn't have right um and there was another school in like um God, it was like an art institute and it was near, it was in Southern California and it was, it was just one building on like a highway by a beach. And I think it was, was that like Laguna or something? something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. so. Uh, um, and so uh, I applied to all those schools. I got in to all of those schools. Um, we went out to the came out to California to check out that school. And we realized that it wasn't really much of an infrastructure there. It was just basically a building. And so, you know, you'd have to live in town and- It, it kind of sucks that you visited and then nobody was like, but try Cal State or Cards. Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, nobody told me, no, nobody told me at all. <laughs> but you know, it was it was a blessing because like, well, one, New York was on the East Coast. So yeah. I could still be with the family. Um, mm -hmm. I could still, you know, come home regularly. Um, and then New York was an experience in itself. Like I wouldn't be who I am without like having like traversed that gauntlet and sur survived. Yeah. Um, so, and also there was a, um, where it feels like uh, at the time CalArts was producing a lot, they were producing, you know, Disney people, you know, like they, there was like a very specific aesthetic to yeah. the styles that were coming out of the school at the time. And where in New York, it was very much independent. You know, it was like, it was like filmmakers. It was like a, you know, explore, try different mm -hmm. things. You know, like, and it was a lot of commercial houses in addition to a few production houses. So, you know, there was a lot of different styles of animation yeah. like, going on at the time. So like, you know, you just, you didn't fit necessarily in a box, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that was cool. So like, it makes you versatile. Yeah. So, um, 
So yeah, we chose SVA. It was expensive as hell, but it was a, <laughs> it was a really good. It was a really good um, experience, and it was a good choice. I think. Yeah. Yeah. One. Um, one way I'm happy to be black is that you just said the G League of Animation. Like that is so. I've that is good. That is accurate. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Just we just you just stay here until you're ready, and then you know we'll. <laughs> We'll be circling around like sharks, and then you know, whenever, whenever you we see one that's right, we'll just like come here, yeah. So, so um, you kind of went into this too, but you know, what is your like cultural makeup? And that's not only to say what's your ethnicity, but what is the culture where you grew up and the uniqueness of where you're from? Uh, Black. I don't even know how else to, to, to describe it. It's, it's, it's black. Um, right. I mean, all this, all the stuff you say about the black folks, I don't, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, we, we, it's all there, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. like big family, you know, um, we have a really, uh, we have a lot of women in our family, a lot of mm-hmm. strong vocal black women in our family um mm-hmm. they hold court in the kitchen we have like a really big table in there mm-hmm. so they, they're drinking and cackling and telling stories and dragging the kids in every once in a while just to 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 retell a story to, to back or up do that little dance do that little dance yeah yeah exactly you know or it's or they're wrestling or you know it's just like it was you know then the men folk are just you know quietly watching sports in the other room or sleep or you know <laughs> Out in the back, smoking a cigar, just just calmly, <laughs> just taking a break. <laughs> um, you know, the um, yeah. So we have a my my dad has shit. He's one of seven, and then mm-hmm. my mom is one of two. But uh, shit, her mother was one of fourteen, mm-hmm. so she has a a bunch of first cousins, and mm-hmm. um, and they all have kids. So, so her and her first cousins grew up, you know, they were tight and and they grew up between, they were all in either New York, um, Jersey, Virginia, I think maybe North Carolina as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, growing up, we would travel to, you know, to the different houses and then sometimes we would congregate for some of the bigger holidays at one of, you know, one of the houses, um, and so I played with a lot of my second cousins, you know, growing up with, with a lot of them. And mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah. And so like, we're even really, we're really, it's a really tight knit, you know, family. We had the family reunions, you know, we used to do them in, every year in Baltimore. It'd be hot as fuck. But, you know, <laughs> you know, and, um, and it was always like the other half of the table, the other half of the, you know, like it was like we had a table under like the, the big awning or, you know, whatever. And um, there's always like the other half that we didn't know because they're from like, Indiana or some state that's far away, and so you know we only see them once a year. Um, uh-huh. You know, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Just, just when you when you when you hear that that song, family, and you see you see the visuals, yeah, that's basically that was our family, you know. And so um, definitely uh, a big part of who I am, and um, yeah, uh, just looking back, like it, all of that stuff, just I have people in the family who are good storytellers that kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, whenever they would tell a story, you're just like, you're, you know, on the edge of your seat and it's just so fucking funny, you know, yeah. when they hit the punchline, it's just so natural. Yeah. 
you know, and so, um, yeah, you know, and also I was the oh, I was in I was the oldest, and I was also mm-hmm. the only boy. So you know, I had older you know male cousins that I would see on occasion, and so I would you know gleam at like you know what's what's down the road, like oh that's cool, oh, I hope yeah, that kind of stuff, you know, you know. So there was, um, yeah, just that was. Yeah, that was my life growing up, and I guess that's my culture, you know, just a really big, tight-knit family, you know. Nice. Were, were your uh, parents supportive of your artistic interests? Yes. It, it, I think there was a little shock. Um, you know, I was really good at math. That was yeah. my thing, and, and, like, I did calculus. Math good? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm like... Grade. I'm like, man, if I can't, like, when I can get a kid, it's like polynomials, like, yeah, let me help you with your homework. Like, <laughs> I'm like, not afraid to help my child with their homework. I haven't, I haven't heard that word in like a decade, yo. <laughs> no joke. Like, let me reload you this so I can help you. Polynomials, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes, they were good at it. I was good at it. Um, uh-huh. um, which is interesting because I, I didn't really like lit, but now, you know, I like telling stories. So yeah, um, it's, it's weird how that happens. But the um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I was like, what, what am I gonna do with math? Like, I, I don't want to be an accountant. Like, I, I you know, like, as far as I knew, math could mm-hmm. take me. Like, mm-hmm. So, um, but um, like I said, we went back to just thinking about what I can do. What I lose track of time doing. What I really enjoyed, like putting in the work. Because like, like I said, a lot of things came natural to me. And so there were only a couple of things in my life that I could sit down and struggle with and stick to it and be satisfied when I successfully did it. Um, so music was another one. So like I could sit down and just like play the same shit over and over again and over and over again until I got it right. Because when, I, when, it, when, it, when it sounded right, it was just like, oh, that's that's so satisfying. Yeah. Right? So, but drawing too. Drawing was the same thing. So um mm-hmm. But um, when I did it, I told them I was going to do it. They're like, uh, uh, all right, you know, like <laughs> the phase or whatever. But I put the work in. You know, I yeah. I, I found the schools. Who's who's teaching? You know, what do they require? What do I need to do to to build? I need a portfolio. Okay, when our portfolios do, you know, like I was doing the work, which is something they didn't normally see in me. You know, it was mm-hmm. like I just kind of like skated by. But they actually, oh, this dude's actually serious about this shit. All right, so yeah. I guess we need. And then, you know, I remember on a few occasions, my mom asking just like my art teachers, like, is, is this stuff good? Is he going to be okay? You know, like, they were worried about that starving artist, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, they keep talking about that, too. Like, you know, my mom, <laughs> even to this day, I'm like, I've been doing this for like 15 years, and she's still like, she's like, I still want to ask you if you're working, but I just don't, I'm too scared to ask. So I just, you know, I just assume that, you know, you haven't asked for money, so everything is good, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, it was, definitely, and in the beginning, you know, it's always rough in the beginning of a career. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, the, um, yeah, so they, they were supportive. I think nervous is mm-hmm. a good way to describe how they felt about it, but mm-hmm. they were definitely supportive. They weren't like, no, you can't do this. So they were supportive. Like when you went to, um, you know, SBA and stuff like that, you were talking about like your experience, like using like Lightbox and, you know, Lunchbox. And so, I had, oops. Oh shit! That that is that is the exact joint we had in class. That is yeah. dope. Uh, so this is one of those things where you're like, 
I had the money and then I went to eBay and purchased it. And I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? Like, like why? <laughs> like, I tried to sell it before I came to LA and I just, and then that's like one of the few things I could not sell. But I'm like, maybe I'll just have it as a museum piece at this point. Fuck yeah, this is dope. I'll take it off your hands if you don't want it. Look, if you ever get to a place where you're like, man, I don't, and this is, you know, this is just taking up like dust and fucking, fucking with my feng shui, I will take it off your hands. I got you. <laughs> so I remember using like because you were mentioning that you were using it for like 2D, but my classes we mostly used it for um stop motion Stop-motion. classes. Stop-motion, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um because like I had to have one 2D class in college and I belabored that for as long as possible and did BS my way through it. <laughs> I just and then like when I went to Korea and was like you know the um, overseas director for Cleveland show was a black man so I would like go visit him all the time and I'm like watching him draw like oh you know 2D and I'm just like uh, I, I'm not I'm not a 2D like this is inspirational but I don't want to actually do it. So like. What was the experience of like learning, finally learning 2D in like college? Yeah. Um, so it was a whirlwind of a senior year, right? Just figuring all that stuff out, getting up to speed on like that, and then getting in. And then day one, um, this is, I, I can't thank the gods, the animation gods enough for giving me um, my, uh, my teacher freshman year was um, Matt Sheridan. And mm-hmm. um, he, he taught at a couple of different schools. He taught at NYU and he taught at Pratt as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he went to NYU. He, I think he was, a, he was a classmate at Kimson's, actually. Um, nice. And so the, he broke animation down in a way that was really digestible. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, at least, you know, it was perfect for me. Just to kind of how to like, there's a process to approaching this stuff, you know, like, uh, you know, and, and you know, first year it's all basic shit it's like bouncing balls it's walk cycles it's yeah. you know like how to do weight how to do lip sync how to do uh you know all of these really um basic things and um in the way he ex- described some of that stuff and how he explained some of that stuff um was really digestible for me we also had figured it was like six it was six hour class it was the first day of school too right so six hour mm-hmm. class the first half of the class was figure drawing and so he would have us draw the figure using only circles. He would have us draw the figure using only squares. And he would have us draw the figure using only eight triangles. And mm. so that was like an exercise to kind of get us out of our, you know, our um, comfort zones. But also to kind of think about, you know, just the bigger shapes and, you know, yeah. and understanding the, the, the figure that way. Um, but then he gave us a, a, a quick, I felt like remedial crash course on how to use that lunchbox. Yeah, uh, the camera setup works, yada 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 yada, and then he was like, "All right, boom." So here's your homework: go home, do a transformation, animate a transformation between three objects, mm-hmm. one into the second, second into the third, third back into the first, um, and no less than seventy-five drawings. Seventy-five mm-hmm. like, drawings, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And yeah. so, um, I, you know, I had our, my drawing room was so damn small, and so I had like my little, I had like a light box. I still have. To this day, my wife starts using it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I would sit on my bed, and I was like, just you know, seventy-five. I had to go get paper from <laughs> from you know, like Kinkos or whatever, like 
in like Office Depot or whatever, and then I had to go back yeah. to the store, punch it. You know, like it showed us a hole puncher. You know, you can only do five pages at a time, otherwise you'd break it. So yeah, you punch it for like twenty minutes, and then you go home, and then you get the you know all of the pegboard. I think they might have given us a pegboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just 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 throw you right into the deep end. Just figure it mm-hmm. out, you know, and which is which is great, you know, just you learn by doing. Yeah. And so um, I think I'd actually done a flip book once in like um, shit and like one of when I was bored in like like algebra class or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I had like taken my composition book and in the corner, like yeah, and, like, flip through and did like a flip book. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of had some interesting experience, but um, yeah. So I um, it threw me right in. But I was also in, I was in class. Like then, so what happens is you would do the lunchbox, right? You record your, you would do it. Um, animate all your drawings you bring your drawings in plop them down on underneath the camera shine a light through it get you know check the focus on the camera and then you know use the lunchbox to record it and have it play back put it on vhs and um and then we'd have a critique um during our class and so (laughs) i remember um uh, watching it all back, I was like, I was pretty satisfied. I was happy with what I did. I was like, this is pretty good. This is this is really good. Like, this is moving. It's animating, right? And then uh-huh. I had fucking Ian Jones Cordy in my class, um, <laughs> and uh, his shit was like, you've been animating since you came out of the womb. Like, what is this? Like, good God, you know? Uh, so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this 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 guy's for real. And he was also black. It was like, oh, you know, when I came to class, you know, as a black person, you kind of size up yeah. the room, right? You know, it's like, okay, oh, ooh, a brown person, two brown, you know, like, they're like, oh, we got some brown people in here, all right? This, this is going to be all right. We're going to be good. <laughs> and then I see his work, I'm like, well, fucking hey, man. So um, he was amazing. I had another dude, mm-hmm. um, Danny Hines, and he could just draw his ass off. Like, he, mm-hmm. both of them were just like, like, still really good friends of mine, but like, Day one, I was like, you know, sizing it up the room, and I'm like, these dudes are nuts. Like, yeah. I, you know, so um, there was like a sense of if I'm gonna be in this world with these guys, you know, I'm gonna have to like bust my ass to kind of like stay afloat, you know, and <laughs> and you know, with these with these dudes. So, so um, this part is where I list your projects, so we can know, you know, some of the stuff we watch. Black people work on it. I'm not gonna list everything, but. Um, uh, I mean, we gotta mention like Weird Al Yankovic, close but no cigar. Yeah, I had n- I was looking at that. I was like, I don't know, did I do that? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't think I did that. Like, because it's like 2006, right? Or yeah. 2007. Like, yeah, in 2006, I was still in. I was doing my thesis in college. Oh. So, um, I, I don't. Like there's I mean, I might have. Like, somebody might have like, hey, can you do this one scene? <laughs> I, I, but I don't. Um, it's not something that sticks out in my memory at all. Yeah. Like, I think back to that time period and where I was in life and what I was trying to do. Um, that project does not stick out at all. What sucks is I was a Weird Al fan. I was a huge Weird Right, Al right. Fan. Yeah. So, sure. Well, um, I definitely know you worked on Wonder Pets, which yeah. Wonder Pets is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eureka, Motor City, which is where I'm from. <laughs> Hot in Cleveland, um, the Venture Brothers, Blue Hilda, OK KO, Let's Be Heroes, Nico and the Sword of Light, Victor and Valentino, Thundercats Roar, Steven Universe, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, The Movie, Adventure Time, Distant Lands, Amphibia, Rugrats, Transformers, 
Earth Spark? Are there any? I mean, are there? There's more on the list, obviously, but there, are there any more that you want to mention? Um, I did a I did animation for a short, um, mm -hmm. a documentary short called Stay Close that mm -hmm. got into Sundance, which was a surprise mm -hmm. to all of us involved. <laughs> um, and um, and like that's where I met Lyndon. Um, and so that was okay, yeah. And that was an experience that I that, that I kind of just wasn't expecting. You know, you um, I met the director of that film through a friend of of a friend. You know, mm -hmm. um, and he, you know, being in New York and meeting people who don't work in animation, you find a lot of people like, oh, I love animation. I want to do something animated. You know, like let's let's do something. You know, how much is gonna like how much would it cost to do this? And I'm like, you know, I would you know, like you know. Start giving them the real numbers, and they usually back away. And yeah, like, oh, that's expensive. Yes, you know, it and is. And they just fade into the bushes. You never see them again. Right. right? But he um, was like, "Okay, let's do it." <laughs> you know, then he tried to raise some money, and and he couldn't raise the money for the particular project. You know, for the project that he was trying to do. And then I didn't hear from him for a while. And then he popped back up, um, saying, "Oh yeah, I'm in school now, right? Um, mm -hmm. Out in Chicago, and they have this grant for students." Uh, through the Tribeca Film Festival um, for documentaries, and mm -hmm. um, he wanted to do so. She was going to take a piece of that giant project that he was going to do and do it for this, you know, documentary short that he got. Yeah. Money from. So he was like, I got some money. Let's do it. And like, mm -hmm. I'll give you. I like, think you got like twenty k. Like, I'll give you half of it. We can just do this thing. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, so you know, we went through the process. I had I was doing Nico at the time, I think, and so I was storyboarding. Um, and Nico was a, was a, was a fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> and like, I was still early on in my storyboarding career. So like, I was still getting, you know, my feet wet with it. And yeah. um, I was also animating on the side with this documentary. And so, um, but I got it done and, um, it did really well it was mm -hmm. to, to your surprise and just kind of rolled that way. So that was a, a big one. And it's kind of like taking my career into different places that I didn't expect it to go, you know? Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that you, no, you covered Motor City? Yeah. Those are all, like, you covered all, like, the, the landmarks, you know? Right, like, right, the, right. Like, <laughs> the major joints. So. so what would you say is your biggest breakthrough in your career, or have you had multiple? Multiple. Just, because mm -hmm. it keeps evolving, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, just these pivots, you know, you got to pivot because, you know, one, you got to keep the lights on and also just the shape of the industry keeps yeah. evolving. So, you know, and then as you get older, you know, what are your interests? And as you, you know, this is an art form, you discover stuff about the, yourself as you're mm -hmm. doing it. And so, you know, that just influences the kind of work you do and want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're first out of school, it's just like, I just need to, I just got to survive, right? I just need to pay rent. Uh, I need the experience. I got nothing on my resume right now. It's like my film, and this is all I got. So, um, it is also New York too. So it's not exactly like a thriving metropolis of like animation. I think um, we are two years away from that that housing market crash or whatever, mm -hmm. which just kind of freezes a lot of you know expenditure. Which is capital. when I graduated. You know, so it, it just. Um, the landscape changed on us, right? Yeah. And so New York kind of, it was, it wasn't great, but it was something, you know, and there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of artists competing for the same jobs, right? So um, 
there was, I wanted to do 2D. I like drawing. This is why I, I got into this whole thing in the first place, right? If nothing else, I would be drawing. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I was trying to find animation tests. I tested at a couple of different places, um, you, mm -hmm. which was like a weird experience. Because um, back in, I don't know if you do it now. I think you can kind of do it at home. Most people have their own setup. But back yeah. then, you would, have, you would schedule a time and you would go to the studio. They had a computer set up for you and you would spend morning or the day sitting there doing this test yeah as far as you can with it and then save the file and then you leave and maybe you hear something maybe you don't mm -hmm. <laughs> right um and so um i did uh, like this one show called kappa mikey um mm -hmm. and i did a test for a lot of people i knew were working on that mm -hmm. um and then it was for wonder pets so wonder pets was after effects i had done after effects for that film um nice. for sheridan forcing me out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. um, but it was character animation. I was like, well, I can animate. I understand how to animate, you know, um, but I don't really, there's some limitations that I felt working with 2D so I couldn't quite express myself. So I tried to just, you know, work the best way I could with this, with this thing. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, I did the test, but when I went into the space and interviewed, I noticed like they had a bunch of Emmys and stuff up and mm -hmm. you know, like the atmosphere of the place. And, um, and they're really nice, you know. They're, you know, they're, you know, had a conversation with me, looked me in the eye. You know, this, this was a really, <laughs> really nice place to be, right? I don't know if I front faced with anybody of importance at um, that first that Kappa Mikey place. Um, so um, with them, you know, they were like, you know, they sat me down, talked about stuff, whatever. So when I got back, you know, both my did a check in with my parents about just how it's been going, you know, how my job hunting mm -hmm. has been process, you know, uh, proceeding. And, you know, I mentioned that place and just the experience was nice. Um, mm -hmm. and so my dad was like, you should write him an email. And he looked at the, he looked at the website and was like, yeah, you should write them an email. So I'm just like, you just didn't, you know, you appreciated them, you know, for, for just being them. Um, mm -hmm. And then like, like a nice place to be. Um, and so, um, so I did, I wrote him an email. So, you know, thanks for having me. You know, this was, a, you know, I've tested a bunch of different places, you know, and, um, I really enjoyed the experience, even though if you don't pick me, so, you know, so be it, but just keep doing what you do, you know? Yeah. And so, um, that apparently swayed them. Like, you know, it was like on the fence, you know, with a few people, but they were like, they like to cut your jib, buddy. So <laughs> get on in here, you know? And so it was great. Like the, like the test was like, eh, but you know, but you know, we really liked you as a person, which is a big deal. You know, I think that goes, you know, like, you know, a, a couple of your, other folks have talked about that, you know, just working with people who are pleasant and, you know, you yeah. get along, it goes a long way. Um, mm -hmm. And so they got me my first gig. And so for the next three years, I worked at Little Airplane, you know, on Wonder Pets and I think Third and Bird was another show that they got. Um, mm -hmm. But it was all um, After Effects animation. So I wasn't drawing. So yeah. I would go to work, do that stuff, but I still had that burning desire to, to traditionally animate. And so mm -hmm. it was all pent up. So like I would go home and I would do my own animation. Um, I would work on stuff that I just, whatever came to mind, I would do it. Um, yeah. I also, along the way, which is interesting, um, how this kind of happened. But I mean, you, I mean, when you're working on the job, there's always talented people around you, right? But uh, at this particular place, there was one animator who was like Disney good. Like he mm -hmm. would like he could draw, he can and like his stuff was smooth. Like it was mm -hmm. amazing. Um and so I got to stand over his shoulder 
and study his mm -hmm. stuff and then do stuff on my own and show it to him and he can give me feedback, which was great. And then there was yeah. another cat there who was a storyboard artist and he was really into anime. Um, and he really liked my animation and he was like really good. So like he would just, you know, check in with me and just give me feedback, tell me stuff to watch, you know, um, you know, and I think he did, a, he worked on a film for himself and mm -hmm. he had some animation for it. He did, so did a lot of it himself, but he let me like cut my feet on it. Just, I just wanted some stuff to like build a, a reel, you know? Yeah. So, um, when the last, uh, it was all, oh, well, sorry, fast forwarding, but also mm -hmm. the thing at Little Airplane was that the entire production happened in-house, right? So mm -hmm. um, from the voice records to like, we could watch an episode move around the room. Each There was three floors and each floor was a whole team. So mm -hmm. like there was a design team in one wing, in one side of the room. So you can see the pre-visuals happening, right? And then, then the episode moved to storyboarding and it was two storyboard artists and they were at the end of the row. And then once they moved from there, it went to like layout and that guy was next to me. And then it was animation. The animation was like wrapped around the rest of the room. Yeah. And the team had like six or seven plus a lead. And then there was an editor who sat in the room as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, everything was at different phases. So like there would be, I'd be animating on one. They would be doing a storyboard review for one. And then there'd be an edit behind me. Or then like they, then when they would do animation reviews, we all gather around the edit bay and talk and they would hand out notes. Um, mm -hmm. The actors come in and hang out um, in like a waiting area on the couch and kind of walk around and like you know hang out and talk to us and then we could go mm -hmm. in for that if you wanted to like sit in on their voice records we could. Um, they also had a live orchestra because that show was a um, basically like a mini opera, so like everything mm -hmm. was all was yeah all right and so a small yeah good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it triggering. Like, uh, <laughs> they, um, they had musicians come in, and so like for the final record, we could all come in and watch them do the final, you know, record. Um, and so, yeah, the writers were in, the, you know, in the building too. So like, you know, we could see just the whole workings of a production from start to mm -hmm. finish. That was really cool. Excuse me, really cool because you know a lot of shows are shipping shows, so you don't see like the 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 meat and potatoes of stuff happening. You know, you see the pre-production, you make yeah. kind of like the, the end of it. But you know, with this show, we could see like every single thing. So um, mm -hmm. that was dope. But I was frustrated creatively because I wasn't drawing. So yeah, um, I um, when the, the third and bird finished, um, they had like a small project that had some traditional animation. Um, and it was completely traditionally animated. So um, they needed somebody, they needed a small team to kind of animate on it. And so naturally they picked the Disney guy. <laughs> he was yeah. Good. And they also held a test to see if they could fill, if anybody around could, or like already on staff could fill the next spot. And mm -hmm. so um, I had been like grinding at it for like the past three years. So I had a, I, had nice. a, I took the test. And um, they were like, oh, shit, you can animate. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, like this, this show, I don't really, you know. I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And so they were like, oh, shit. So they kept me on to work on that. Um, and so they also gave me something for the portfolio. And then, you know, the whole uh, studio, when they stopped doing production, like, you know, that group of friends that I had built, they all kind of stuck with the, the After Effects um, animation. And so there was another studio doing it, but I, I couldn't. I didn't want to do that anymore. So I kind of had to make a pivot, you know, yeah. so basically starting over again, you know, so I had that, yeah. I had that comfortable, 
you know, portfolio of stuff, but I didn't want to do it. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to kind of go back out into the into the world and like mm-hmm. wheel around, and try to find more work as a um, 2D animator. And yeah. so um, there was a lot of random stuff in there, and I would also do some random After Effects too, um, just mm-hmm. to keep lights on, you know. Um, yeah. but, it was Curious Pictures. They're not there anymore, but I think they used to do like Celebrity Deathmatch. Mm-hmm. And they used to do a lot of stop motion stuff. Yeah. Um, they had a traditional wing and they did Codename Kids Next Door, I think, at mm-hmm. one point. Um, so they had some pilots and I had a couple of friends who were doing stuff for like animation for like some of the pilots that they were um, producing. And so I was able to get in on a few of those. Like I did one. And they liked me. And so when they had another one, they, they brought me back. And so I was able to kind of build up a rapport in there mm-hmm. um, with them. And um, that is also where I met Kimson for the first mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. so like from there, um, met him, little black dude. Like, this is dope. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and he... Um, there was also a Tim Mouse was just had just moved to New York and now mm-hmm. they're they like this, this place is doing traditional animation like this is dope like this is what I want to do they're yeah. all day hire 2D animators they have a team of them they're doing fun shit they're not, like mm-hmm. I need to I want to get in on this and I had a few friends that were already in there um, and I think they had like a welcome you know like a welcome party to mm-hmm. you know, New York kind of thing yeah. um, so I went to that and I was just trying to smoothing like just trying to like meet everybody who's who's hiring around here who i need to know like yeah <laughs> so, um you know i did that and but nothing like came of it um until i met kimson mm-hmm. um and we were working on eureka we were working mm-hmm. on eureka and we were, it was, it was a, only a handful of animators on that but when we finished he was like i'm going over to Tidmouse to work on something with uh another friend of his ours kevin and so it was a small project. It was like a Nike commercial, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just the three of us on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were using Tidmouse's space. So mm-hmm. when I was there, <laughs> I remember the experience because I think they were getting ready to move. So mm-hmm. um, they didn't have enough furniture <laughs> for us. And so I was sitting, I was on this desk, and I think the desk came up to my, like, my nipples. Right? <laughs> Like when I was sitting in the chair, but the chair uh-huh. was like a dining room chair. Like it had, didn't have wheels, and it was really uncomfortable. Um, uh-huh. But like, it was really oh, it sucked. But <laughs> uh, so for the entire for the length of that project, I was sitting in this uncomfortable um, chair. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was in there. But I, I was in there early, getting mm-hmm. out late. You know, just just showing my face, and then like when I would need a break, I would walk around into every single room, and you know, what's up? Who are you? You know, like <laughs> mingling. Cheap as shit, right? And then I got to I got to know the uh, hiring manager um, for that studio. And so, you know, when my project with Kevin was ending, you know, I was shooting a shit with with um, the hiring manager, and he was like, "So, you know, do you want to work here? You know, which one do you want to work on?" You know, they had that. I think they were working on Motor City at the time. When I was mm-hmm. seeing Motor City, that's that looked amazing. That looked like this is what I this is why mm-hmm. I'm here. You know, like. <laughs> Um, this action, it was, you know, fun drawings and, you know, I got, you know, you get to really let loose on that show. Mm-hmm. So it sounds dope. And they also had, um, what did they have? Oh, um, Super Jail. It was the first season or second season of Super Jail. 
um, mm-hmm. that was about to happen. So some spots were going to be open. So I took a test for both. Um, they were both fine. Um, but I think I, I got the Motor City one, which was like perfect for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So then I got in with Tip Mouse. And then from Tip Mouse, it was just, you know, project after project of animating. So I was like, I made it. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I did it, Mama. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do you have any like personal projects that, that you're interested in producing? Yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. the, the short answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've pitched a bit um, and gone through that process. Um, and I'm still open to the idea of pitching and working on, you know, running the show. Um, but I also have ideas I just kind of want to create. I just want to make it. I don't want to have to worry about it fitting in a box. You know, Convincing people. Yeah, and convincing people that you know that my idea is great, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think I have the clout to just walk into a room and like this. So I want to make, give me money, and they're like, "We got you, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> I ain't there yet, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, I um, I do, I do have projects that I want to make. I in another one of those transitional periods, I um, I do want to make a martial arts film. Like I think that's this mm-hmm. part of you know just to kind of encapsulate everything that I am. Um, and so, you know, when my Motor City had a bunch of fight scenes and they had their fight scene animators, right? And mm-hmm. so I was like, I want to get into, like, those guys always got the fight scenes. So I was like, I want to I be one of those dudes. But they kind of had their, their shit carved out. So, like, how do mm-hmm. I, like, break? I got to show them that I can do it, right? Any, any of the changes that I've made in my career, I had to kind of show that I could do what I'm trying to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, so when I... So on my own time, I was taking one of the fight scenes from like one of the shows, and I would I would animate it on my own just to, just to say I can do this fight scene too, right? And then also yeah. I was like, well, I want to do my own thing. I want to want to make a, I want to make a fight scene of my own, you know, like with my own characters, with my OCs. And so, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> my OCs. <laughs> uh, the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, all right, how do I shoot this? And I. And then I realized, like, oh, shit, I don't, I mean, I would, I had my sensibilities, but they were really rudimentary, like, learning mm-hmm. how to stage stuff, and, you know, and then what's important. So I, I had done this, like, fight scene, storyboarded it out, and then I also, at the same time, um, CTN was just starting out mm-hmm. in California, and, I, and so mm-hmm. a few of my friends, I think Ian and I had already leaked out and, like, moved over to Cartoon Network out here, and I think mm-hmm. he might have been, I think it might be before Steven Universe. Um, or, or simultaneously. Um, so um, they, I came out of CTN, showed some of my storyboards to mm-hmm. um, a guy, and he just like ripped them apart, which was great. <laughs> I needed it, but <laughs> it was like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was like, oh, I don't know shit about storyboarding, you know, mm-hmm. or there's a lot to it that I just I had never considered. And also, um, in that visit, I also ran into an animator. His name is gonna escape me. It's on a shelf over there. I can see the shelf. I like, <laughs> got the book. But um, this guy was an animator at DreamWorks from the traditional days all the way up through. Okay. It might be there, but um, he did all the fight scenes just for, mm-hmm. for, for DreamWorks. 
<laughs> I was like, that's your job? And like, you just you just animate fight scenes and come up with them and animate them? Like, I didn't, well, one, that's dope. Yes. Uh, two, I didn't know you could like carve out an entire career, you know, that spans like a decade, just mm-hmm. being the guy that, you know, that sat in the room and just like, you need a fight? I got you, come back in like two weeks. I got, you know, <laughs> and so um, that kind of like, yeah. blew my mind. Um, but also like, okay, well, now I need to learn how to tell a story. And also another thing that was happening at the time is I was becoming, I wasn't becoming old, but I was getting older. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like early 30s, maybe, you know, yeah. late 20s, early 30s. I was becoming like the old guy at the studio looking around, you know, it was a lot of young, fresh, bright eyed talent coming through. And I was, <laughs> you know, and just, it was like only a handful of us, you know, older guys around so um mm-hmm. my dad was like where are all the old people at in your industry like where are they going like i was like well they're on Cal- they're in california and they're probably doing like pre-production or like storyboarding mm-hmm. or something else you know they're not animating because a lot of animation was being done overseas and i was yeah you know i was just seeing how like the landscape of things and like you know as an animator there's you know how to survive long you know long term in that time mm-hmm. period i was like how do i how do i do that how do i stay afloat and i also you know i I was listening to Everett um, talking about like being an animator and just really like, you know, just like, you're not the best, in other words, what, you, what you're doing, you can fit right in that, like that, that sweet spot. And then there was, you know, there was some geniuses that I work with and I was like, God damn, you're really fucking good. <laughs> I just don't have the energy like to put in anymore to be like that good. I realized that there's like a limitation to like, yeah, you know, but it, it isn't bad. And I, and I think I have found like a nice sweet spot for what, I can do and also kind of is appealing. Um, but um, yeah, so it's like I started thinking big picture, right? So stories. Mm-hmm. I learned how to learn what a story is and how to tell mm-hmm. a story. Um, and that became like my next pivotal journey. Um, so in doing that, I was like, I want to do a fight scene. I want to do a Kung Fu scene. That story evolved into a film and then it became a world and it became this thing. And like I I thought about pitching it, but I also kind of just want to make it, you know, I don't want it to be, I don't know what the audience is beyond myself and other Kung Fu enthusiasts who also like cartoons, you know, and I don't want to have to, when I've learned in pitching, you know, it's like, can we, you know, I, I came with an idea once and they were like, can you make it a kid? And I was, you know, cause our audience are kids. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. this is exactly what I had in mind, but all right, let me flip it. And, you know, from a kid perspective and, and, you know, and see how that goes. And so, mm-hmm. which is fine. It makes sense because that's they're, they're trying to sell a product and they have an audience that they're trying to appease. Um, but for me, um, you know, my sensibilities aren't always fit in those categories, um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so until that space opens up, I think also everyone was talking about like, you know, more YA, you know, I, you know, properties and things that yeah. kind of appeal to a broader audience become yeah. more mainstream. Um mm-hmm. I think my ideas kind of fit more in that space, you know. Mm-hmm. So whenever that becomes like a like a place where it's a viable place to kind of live in and mm-hmm. produce work, um, you know, I think uh, until then I'm just gonna have to do it on my own. So yeah, I'll let it say yeah. I have ideas. I have one idea that I was pitching to um, that's more of a kids uh, friendly idea. I also have one about the film that I'm making, um, mm-hmm. working on, and also it's been. I've been talking about, you know, how do it on my own and learn how, you know, for the job that I want, I pre- prepare myself for the job that I want. Right. And so yeah. when I, you know, I just got my first directing gig and that, you know, I think 
being somewhat qualified for that so, <laughs> was from you know well from all, all the storyboarding gigs I've had yeah. but also just on my own making this film you know like I've you know I've learned story I've tweaked the story a gazillion times as I'm trying to figure out like you know character development how to move characters through a space how to build to something how to like how to make that that climax hit um you know um and reworking the story over and over again kind of it just helps me like flex that muscle you know yeah and, and then with the film I got to a space where I had written a script I had never written a script before I mean I have you know just for school projects but not like you know formatted you know thinking about all this stuff visually and all that stuff so I was doing that and then I had a table read with some friends who were actors and then I got to hear it and then I also did like a you know a soft record and just to kind of coach them and also it sounds one way in my head but then when they say it it doesn't sound the way it does in my head how do I communicate that to them you yeah. know <laughs> and they're asking questions that I hadn't about the characters that I hadn't even thought about like oh shit that's a really good book I ooh. you know so you know, <laughs> you know these are things that I'm learning to like be cognizant of you know yeah. as, as a filmmaker and as a mm -hmm. storyteller and you know if I want to at some point be you know running a ship you know or, yeah. or help somebody else tell their stories and I need to understand all of this, all these processes. So, you know, in in doing this, it's also in one way, it's exercising this this like this need to uh, tell a story and mm -hmm. get it out of me. But also, it's helping me prepare myself professionally for you know the stuff that's coming down the road. So, um, yes, long story, long. long. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do have ideas that I want to eventually get out there. But you know, it's oh. funny. Like, I don't know what the finish line looks like. You know, yeah. Um, I, I, there wasn't. I mean, beyond initially getting me into this industry was to become a Disney animator. Mm -hmm. um, but once I kind of moved that to the side and kind of like just kind of went through the flow of where everything's taking me, I don't. I don't know what like the finish line looks like. I know, like I. Like Ian wanted to be a show creator. Like he's always that's something that he kind of drove him, you know, throughout college. And yeah. you know, you could see him focus like he structured his education around, <laughs> you know, getting to that to that point. Like, I mean, it would be great if I got there, but it I don't I don't know if it's like a, a an ultimate destination for me. Yeah. Like I don't think if I didn't have a show of my very own that mm -hmm. my career would be a failure, you know? Right. I think uh, yeah. So so if you're ever interested in doing the like, you know, 2D, 3D tune shaded hybrid like they do overseas, I got you. I, I got 3D. <laughs> That's funny, yo. I was just thinking about that because um That's what I did when film. I worked in Korea, because I worked on Family Guy, you know, all the cars in Family Guy in Cleveland show are 3D. So Yeah, and I was thinking about it like from a just a, you know, producing uh your own films with a Project minimal budget. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> this is done, right? And so I'm like, well. I want to do a fight scene. Fight scenes usually require a lot of camera angles, but like, mm -hmm. you know, who wants to do all those backgrounds, right? And if right. you want to, if you want to get funky, maybe one or two shots and do some, you know, rotations or whatever, um, yeah. like drawing that tits going to be a nightmare. But if you build these spaces and do like working on 3D shows, I'm realizing like that you can free up your camera when you have a 3D space. But mm -hmm. if I can, you know, so I was, I was taking a class on Blender um mm -hmm. when i was working on nickelodeon because i had, had free time um and so i was like this is beautiful like you can build yeah, this grease stuff pencil. And, yeah grease pencil yeah and like the, that combination of things yeah, that was really dope i was <laughs> i was thinking this too as i was preparing myself for this interview i was like when i 
get this 3D stuff. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be hitting you up because I need to. I'm gonna learn how to I do it. I got you already. Somebody to know that. <laughs> already. We were coworkers on a black production. Like, how was it? How did it feel? Like, you know, working on a black production that we can't talk about yet. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, like, what did you learn directing? Uh, that shit was dope, right? Like, I, I don't know if you've done it before, but like for me, it was it was something no, I didn't I know I needed. You know, it, yeah. it's like, like when I first moved out here to California. Um, we moved to Burbank, and my yeah. wife, is, wife is black, and so. Um, <laughs> And we're coming from New York, New Jersey. Yeah. Our friend. I mean, we have, you know, we have a multicultural friend group, but we do, there's there's black people around. We have, you know, (laughs) within our immediate vicinity, right? Yeah. Um, um, And so when we got out here, you know, we're making it work. Um, She had to quit her job. Well, she wanted to quit her job. So so she was home a lot and it was just the two of us. And, you know, we would go out just at random times and and just do things, you know, just explore, get used to California. (laughs) And we didn't um, realize that we were missing black people until, uh, God, I think we saw, we were just out, you know, <laughs> we were going to go get, you know, like before marijuana was legal out here, right? So you had to go to the fake doctor and you had to get like, uh, um, you had to do like the fucking interview and tell them what's wrong with you and get a whatever. So on our way to do that, there was a black couple coming towards us and, I, I, we both had a moment of like oh, a couple, and then, and then like we just looked at each other. And we had that you know the black nod, you know, and then we just and we, we giggled because we knew we were both there to get this stupid weed card, and, and we kept it moving. But after that, I think we both realized we aren't around. We just hadn't real. We were so busy getting used to this new space that we hadn't realized mm-hmm. that we had also kind of we were just moved to like the widest area, yeah, in uh, <laughs> like L.A. Um, mm-hmm. and so. Um, after that, so, so yeah, so it's just something that was in our in our brain, our brain space, thinking about it, right? Yeah. But then so we get on this production, um, and it's something that I I just have forgotten. You don't need to code switch in meetings. Um, when <laughs> you're talking about something in a script, you can reference something that we all know and understand, and mm-hmm. it just clicks. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, it's that was so oh, just. <laughs> so free. It hits you in the heart, man. Like it, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when you you haven't had it for so long, you know. And that, mm-hmm. that's what I was saying. Thinking back to growing up in PG County, you know, yeah. I, being away from it for so long that I, I I just appreciated something like home when you're around, you know, your, your brethren, you know. And it, it just it feels good to be able to kind of just you know let your hair down and not have to you know realize how much you've been code switching your whole your whole professional career until you don't mm-hmm. have to, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I admire that stuff where you know they just come in and unapologetically like, yeah, no, this is like you know, you know, um, it's, it's it was a beautiful thing. And so like yeah, my first handout um, was with the supervising director and the you know the the showrunner and mm-hmm. everybody else, the two black people, the three black people in the meeting, and everybody else was like muted, <laughs> and cameras off. So it was just the three of us just chopping it up. I was like, this this is dope. <laughs> You just, you just cursed, like what, like, you know, like, like it just, it just felt like a different space, and I was like, this is wonderful, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's funny, like, uh, and this goes back to like, you know, these different phases of my career, right? As I'm yeah. evolving and changing, and thinking about what's important too, right? Because you know, if if now that I've got like the dearth of experience, 
you know, my my resume allows me to kind of like I'm open. I mean, I'm I'm available. I, I can do work. I'm appealing to a lot of different spaces, right? Yeah. Um. So with that said, what do I want to do? If I have the option to choose it, right? Um. Mm-hmm. If you know, every, if all the necessities are taken care of, and yeah. I've got a set of things in front of me that I can choose from, which which is more important to me. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I had a, like I was crushed. I don't want to say I was crushed, but like I was burnt the fuck out after um, uh, Transformers Earth mm-hmm. Spark. Um, and so I needed a break. I took like mm-hmm. two months, and I just started making lists of things that I like. Yeah. He's trying to just soul search, like, what do I like to do? What do I want to like to watch? What are the things that hit me emotionally, storytelling wise, mm-hmm. visually, all that stuff? Um, there's a lot of black stuff on like <laughs> on that list, you know? Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, that would be really cool. Just, just I, you know, just throwing it out there. That would be really nice to work on something, you know, just with something black, maybe, you know? Yeah. Um, and then this project came along and it and it kind of um, fit my sensibilities, but it was also black. And I was like, whoa. And it was also a promotion. It was like a directing job. So I'm like, all right, yeah. this seems like the universe is here for me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that first handout was like, man, this, I didn't know that mm-hmm. I needed this. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I, any black person I talk to in the industry now, I'm like, I wish that for you. You know, yes. like, I wish all of you could get into a space <laughs> like that, you know, where it's you don't have to. Like I said, you don't have the code switch. You just, yeah, you, get, you know, every like there's a there's a, a language that we speak with each other um, mm-hmm. that that just feels like home. And yeah, um, to be able to do that at work, you know, mm-hmm. it was just really like. Uh, it just felt good, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, not that every show I have to work on needs to be like that, but yeah, um, yeah. And so it's also generally the studio experience has been like a, a big deal. Like, there's like I don't know how this worked for you, but like mm-hmm. there are certain projects where you make friends. Like, there's some mm-hmm. jobs you go in and you you know you kind of just do the work, and everybody's kind of yeah. whatever, but. There's other jobs where like you like you have everybody's phone number on the production when you leave. Like, you know, like or you can hit up any single one of them, you know. Yeah. Like so there's you know, certain shows that were like I it starts from the top too, it starts top down where they create mm-hmm. like an atmosphere where it feels more familial and yeah. um and less like we're just all just punching the clock. Um yeah. and so um I think all in all I prefer that kind of experience when I, you know, um where we can all kind of like build off of each other and there's like mm-hmm. an open communication and, and openness with one another. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and, but also black. <laughs> so we, like, <laughs> that would be like, that would be dope. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I had a, like a woman's intuition moment, but like the first time I reached out to you on Slack um, and was like, hey, black man. <laughs> Just needs to talk to you right quick. You're you're new. You're new to the production. You're another black person. Let me you know talk mm-hmm. to you right quick. You like saved me from like wasting time doing some work. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, <laughs> my black intuition saved me from like being pissed off because I was about to do something, and you were like, oh, I'm not even done yet. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it. Yeah, it was that that it was an experience you know what i mean like that, that <laughs> time was definitely one of those like come to jesus we are all in this together like you know shows and moments yeah. you know and so yeah. it was um, 
uh, all hands on deck, everybody yeah. just like grinding it out together. And mm-hmm. I've been on a few of those um, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, they don't get any easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It's it's nice when you can you can look across and you, and you lock eyes with somebody and you don't even have to say anything. You know, they, you just you just know. And you don't even know we we're just doing over Slack. You know, like you, there's still a subtext there, and you can be like. Right. No. <laughs> and when you, and like um when you talk about like how we can just like communicate with each other and know like for this black production that's why like you know our showrunner and our supervising director like empowered me to kind of be a, a cultural expert because I started in production and was in all those meetings but then when I transitioned to be an assistant editor I still like went to all the design meetings and stuff like that and then I still um, stayed on as a um, person who went into the, all the voice recordings and so like you know you know sometimes they'll be like oh you know look up you know the the the, the landscape of this city that the show is based in and you know because some for some reason like we just know like if we look up the reference images this is the right one and this is the wrong one I don't know how we know but we just yeah. know blackness yeah. and be like yeah. that's yeah. that's not the reference image and then like to have like some like you know people who are like white and asian i just feel like sometimes they don't they just don't type the word black in b- before the other words in the google search so i'll just be like let me just do this for them right yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. i remember uh you know communicating with our art director like you know um our showrunner asked me to like find um reference images of like mac, mac and cheese and so with our art director i was like you know because he was like very sensible but like i just like don't put breadcrumbs on this like, like, <laughs> like here's the reference don't add nothing this is the reference like we don't be mm-hmm. doing that yeah yeah, yeah. No, just, 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 i took care before you don't even yeah because like, you're gonna look it up there's gonna be a lot of variety you know yeah mac, not the mac and cheese we're going for it yeah okay. nothing wrong with yours but it ain't <laughs> yeah, man, that's not what we're doing and then i remember once like i was in shot grid and one of our production managers like she had labeled something like a hair cap or something i'm like it's called a bonnet <laughs> just, just <laughs> like this is it this is important for the cultural reference so yeah when, when i'm looking for it that's what i'm gonna type in you right? right i'm not gonna look for it hair cap you know that's right not, that's not what i'm looking for so just thought you know i don't want to but it's, it's yeah. a bonnet <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of it was a lot of that, you know, mm-hmm. educating the mm-hmm. other artists on like the significance of this particular moment in the script. Yeah. You know, like this is what's happening right here. This is why this is like this is what's or this is what they're making fun of. This is what the yeah. satire, you know, of this moment mm-hmm. is, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's interesting, like having that kind of conversation. It was, it was God, this is a whirlwind. Um, <laughs> um, because you know it's my first time directing, so there was a lot of downloading to get used to on from that standpoint. Yeah. Um, but then also like you know it being a black show, so like I felt uniquely qualified to explain <laughs> some of these things. And they also <laughs> some of the artists genuinely had questions about like, oh, what's happening here? I'm like, I got you, I got you. Here, is, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me break it down for you, <laughs> which is also funny too. You know, and I would do some drawings in the margin to explain some stuff. I'm like, I can't believe I'm drawing this right now. Like, <laughs> like, this is my life. This is where I, yeah. I'm doing it with no reference, too. I can just draw this down on top of my head. This is right. Look where I have come as an artist. Um, so, yeah, no, it was, it was a, a I have come spot. to the mountaintop. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, God. So, I think, yeah, so it's interesting. Like, so that is definitely important. Like, I'm definitely looking for opportunities like that. Yeah. But it also has to align with my sensibilities, too. You yeah. know, like, I, 
um, I can't like you working and talking about doing the Cleveland show. Like I, I think I would lose my mind working on a, tip, a typical like comedy mm. show. You know, like that that there's really like a basic three camera setup. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really flat. It's really specific. You know, the line drawings are so tight and so. Um, I definitely only watch that show to look to find the stuff that I worked on to put in my tomorrow. Like I can. I haven't watched a lot of it recently, but I mean, it was a time when I did watch a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but just like from a just from a production and working on a standpoint, I think it would. I mean, it's a lot of like um, we used we watch uh, Big Mouth and we mm-hmm. you know, we laugh at it, you know, hysterically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't, like, you know, the style of the show just feels kind of not my jam, and yeah. so so it's important that you know whatever I'm working on fits my sensibilities and pushes me in a direction so like you know with you know being older in this um in this career in this field um you know like i used to i used to fill sketchbooks up like crazy i have a stack of them like i would just be constantly drawing and trying to improve but nowadays i spend so much time doing everything else that um i use work to kind of like help me push you know my skills you know, forward even when I'm not working on my own personal film or whatever. So um, to push your skills. <laughs> yeah. And so like, you know, so we, I, I try to pick projects that kind of like make me stronger and, and you know, send me in a direction that I like, you know, that I want to go. So I don't want to backtrack, you know, I want to work with people that are going to help me get better. Um, so that's like really important. So like this project, you know, in addition to, to it being, um, a promotion, but I was, yeah. but the, the supervising director was, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but he was, but he was, you know, the stuff that he taught me while working on the job is about storytelling, you know, and how to yeah. visually yeah. tell stories and that stuff was like, oh, you know, like another light bulb kind of clicked for me and it kind of mm-hmm. also affected how I view stuff now, you know, I'm looking at something, I'm noticing patterns and things of that nature when they're telling stories and it's like, that's, that's what I, that's what I need. And as long as I still have the energy, hopefully forever to like, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of work on these projects where I'm kind of pushing myself and, and grinding. So it was, it was mm-hmm. like a, you know, it was, was, while it was really hard, um, mm-hmm. I, I gleaned a lot from it. Yeah. You know, you know, learning and also being around black folks. So yeah, um, definitely thankful for the experience. So. Yeah, and sometimes the carryover of like being in production and having in those meetings, I was still hopping at as assistant director because like our supervisory director and our art director was like really excellent, excellent on how they would explain things. So I'd just be like, "Wow, mm-hmm. like I don't do this, but this is interesting." Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, you know, and just kind of understanding. I mean, it all does affect you, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe not stupid directly, but you kind of you kind of see the process, and then so like when you're doing what you do, you can kind of like you can like. It, it, you know, it, you can see where it's 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 faulty. You can see where it's a little broken. You know, and yeah. how you might either have to adjust how you know you handle what you're doing, or you can just kind of make suggestions like, hey, you know, just just do just tweak this a little bit so that way it's it just makes yeah. the process a little smoother. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I have a fun question from doing my research. What is your favorite crumble cookie? <laughs> 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 oh yeah, my, my wife would just tell me about. She, she was like, "You owe me for this." And because <laughs> see, one day at her, one she's she's now a costume designer, and so she's on set a lot. And mm-hmm. um, they um, brought in Crumble one day, and she was mm-hmm. like, you, "You don't even understand." And then so she brought one home, and it just kind of 
blew my mind. I was like, this, this exists? Like, this what? And it's like, they're all over the country? Like, I didn't know? Like, they were right around the corner this whole time? Um, so, uh, and they deliver, too. What is this dangerous shit? Um, so, um, God, that's a good question. Um, I haven't tried them all yet. So, uh, mm-hmm. every week they came them up. So far, uh, the snickerdoodle was pretty damn good. Uh, mm-hmm. I love good snickerdoodle. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm more, I don't know if I'm a weirdo, but I know people generally don't like oatmeal raisin cookies, but I do, mm-hmm. and they have a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, y'all, y'all have a tribe somewhere, like. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's, there's, there's dozens of us. Dozens. I just be like sad, like, oh man, I love those chocolate chips. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, I hate it when they put chocolate chips on the oatmeal cookies. I'm like, what are y'all doing with this nonsense? Get the shit out of here. So. Um, what was the, uh, this week they got a goddamn uh, cookie dough mm. cookie. Um, so it was like a, I don't know what the fuck kind of cookie it is, but it's got like <laughs> it's got like chunks of cookie dough on top of it, and that sounds amazing. It, what is today? Friday, so I only have two days before it's gone. So I'm probably going to order it tonight <laughs> and um, sit myself down with some Colombo. <laughs> what is your favorite pastime? Well, you kind of just did one, but like, what are your favorite pastimes to do with your wife? Oh, shit. Um, well, we do a lot of stuff. Um, uh, we got anything, um, really. <laughs> but we, uh, this one thing we used to do in Burbank. Um, we used to, like, on Elm Random, they had this place, Black House, Back House, Back House. It mm-hmm. was so they had it was like attached to Wakano, right? Um, I don't think it's there mm-hmm. anymore. But mm-hmm. they used to have a late night happy hour. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we went we went bug wild when we got out of here. Um, well, as far as we're concerned, right? Anyway, right. So, uh, <laughs> so it'll be a it'll be a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night, and we were just like sitting around and doing shit. Um, mm-hmm. So we would just like go down. I think they're open till two, and so and they had like yeah. happy hour and drinking, and they had usually some sports games on or. Um, and then they had like a kitchen, and there was somebody like back there grilling up some delicious shit. So we would just go down, hang out at the bar mm-hmm. until it closed, mm-hmm. like two and two in the morning, or like a Tuesday. And so that was like part of our just getting used to LA kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was always fun. Um, shit. Um, do a lot of brunching. The brunches are damn. Whatever yeah. we. Um, it's a little harder to do it now because we're just older, and the, the mimosas hit harder. It's, <laughs> It's like it just ruins our afternoon. <laughs> right. This is no longer fun. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Um, shit, man. Yeah, we watch stuff. We just sit on the couch and just watch stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. We used to do a lot of um, fashion shows together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, cause she was into, she was like, she would cover a lot of stuff when she was in New York. So she was yeah. getting into the, um, she had a, um, a blog that she used to do. Kind of she does a website now, but she used to cover a lot of events and do yeah. fashion stuff and celebrity stuff. And um, she's kind of phased out the celebrity stuff, but she still kind of is in tune with the fashion stuff. And she makes a lot of things on her own as well. Yeah. So we used to go to a lot of events. And so, um, and so we were getting into the New York Fashion Week stuff uh, in New York. Um, we were like periphery, but we were slowly working our way <laughs> into some of the main things. Yeah. Uh, when we got out here, we were starting. To, we tried to do it out here a little bit, but the scene is extremely different um, yeah. out here versus New York. Um, 
what else? I don't know. We do a lot of stuff together, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily a favorite. It's just, just experiences, man. Yeah, when you said that you, y'all got buckwild, at least according to what y'all do, I remember this black dude, um, I don't know if it was a tweet or a Facebook status, but he was like, no matter how wild things get, I ain't doing cocaine. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, we don't even, we never even come close to that line. Honestly, we just, I mean, we have like, we do normal couple things. I right, guess. right, right, right. We don't have any kids. We have a dog mm-hmm. now, but you know, but like besides that, we just, um, the world is our oyster, you know. Yeah. So, like, you know, whenever we feel like doing something, we just kind of just pick up and do it. Um, and it's just fun. And usually it's yeah. fun because we're doing it together. And, yeah. you know, lately, uh, what was really cool, because um, I was in the, um, the, M- the, I don't know what it's called, the Emmy Academy or like mm-hmm. with the Emmy group, you know, mm-hmm. like for like the judging. And they used to do like four year consideration events. And so yeah. uh, when we first got to, um, I think we were still in Burbank when I started it. Um, but we were doing like the four year consideration events. So we would go, you know, watch a screening and then, you know, do the, listen to the Q and a, and then we would um, just go and like eat all the free food and just like yeah. people watch. And mm-hmm. so like, that was a really good time. Sometimes we would spot a celebrity and sometimes we get to walk up and meet some, talk to some folks that we were, you know, we were actually really big fans of. Um, and so that was always cool. I mean, they used to do it on event, like our whole calendar was littered with like events, like once the season started, like, and yeah. so uh, that was always something fun that we look forward to. Um, just kind of like, hey, that's that dude from that thing over there, right there, right there, right there. Right there. Like, you know, so, so it was always cool. That, that stuff was fun just to kind of be in yeah. the room. And it was also like, you know, two maybe out of, two of the five to ten black people in the room, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of white folks. So it was always kind of just the two brown people standing off to the side with our like, you know, African like Ankara print like shirts and stuff on. <laughs> you know, might as well be wearing a dashiki and one of those hats, you know, just like standing off in the corner, like, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> or whatever, and looking at the room like, yo, like, and somebody, and you know, we definitely stood out, but yeah, but that was always something fun to do. Um, so, you know, some of the California stuff we've done. Yeah. Uh, a random question that I thought of from like interviewing you, um, because it's you know you mentioned that you've like watched my videos like. Because I feel like sometimes I feel like people think that my videos are just like for like little kids or people trying to bring it to the industry. And I had made a like a status about like they're for you, too, like because, you know, some people sometimes you don't know who your peers are or whatever. What is the benefit of watching my videos for you? Yeah, that's funny. I was thinking about that today, too. I was like, <laughs> um, they have been. Um, uh, cathartic is the word, but like it mm-hmm. feels good um to see that there's 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 a lot of us out there one like you mm-hmm. represent matters right you know um yeah and i've also on several occasions been online and um seeing like like a group of animators or black you know, like you know just hanging out together you know yeah like, like these guys are the, the the you know like the the who's who of of like anime you know black animation right and all this yeah I want to be at that table with these people like i like i'm just getting i'm just getting out here and, and getting myself in this world um yeah and so as i'm 
um, now becoming more established. Like, I think the first thing I did when I got out here was like, I just want to meet people in general. I need to, I need people to know who I am, that I'm out here, that yeah. I can do the work. You know, mm -hmm. it was expanding my network as quickly and um, broadly as possible, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, and now that I've gotten um, that part out of the way, now it's like, I want to hone in on some of these, these, these black creators and mm -hmm. professionals in the industry and that are doing it but you know you only see like the it's like a dozen or not even a dozen maybe like six or seven you know like you know you see your bruce smiths you see your, yeah. um you know there's like a couple of them right Floyd so, Norman. yeah um i think you just interviewed um one of the Frank guys Abney. yeah yeah and mm -hmm. uh so it's like you know like you kind of see the names over and over again yeah um, but they, but watching your channel and the videos it's like this like whoa bit the network is so much bigger you know yeah um, there's, there's so many more people out here doing it and, and killing it and so um it it felt it feels good seeing it and also mm -hmm. that it's out there and it's also just like right there you know like, yeah I can, you know it's not as um you know because some of those guys aren't in the field like i'm, I'm not a 3d animator i'm never going to be in that space so like there's yeah. no chance that i'm just going to be like at the water cooler and they come walking over like yo you know so um, <laughs> but it just yeah there's still a lot of other people out there that you kind of that you can that you can come across and yeah you know, thing. and also cognizant they're also cognizant of like being around other brown people and wanting to wanting that experience and, and yeah. cherishing that experience mm -hmm. um so yeah when you see it in your your um in your interviews it's like ah you know this is cool um yeah yeah and so like you know whenever i hear something you know something black is happening i'm trying to like you know support it and check it out you know sometimes yeah. it isn't always my, my jam but mm -hmm. um but yeah i just watched um the my dad the bounty hunter thing and so mm -hmm. uh but i knew that everett I mean, I follow him on social media, but then I knew that he existed. <laughs> um, but I know, but I I didn't know to what extent. I did. I didn't really check out his resume. I just knew yeah. brown dude on on online, and he's got you know he does things in the, in the industry. And then as and I then I found out some friends of mine were working on the show, and so I was like, let me check it out. You know, it's a black show. There's a black mm -hmm. folks working on it. Black dude running it. So let me go ahead and check it out. I was like, oh, this is dope. You know, yeah. <laughs> and so. And then I was like, well, now I got to know about this guy. So then I watched your interview. And I was like, don't wonder if you had interviewed him. And sure enough, there it is. Like, oh, <laughs> like an hour and 40 minutes, I get to deep dive into this guy. Yeah. That, that, that's one of the benefits of, of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, if I want to get a deep dive on who, who, I'm, who I'm working with or, or would love to work with or, yeah. you know, um, you've already got an hour and a half with them. So yeah. um, also do it on, on the project. Um and we just finished. Like you had done a uh, interview with um, with Ree, and so I was like, "Let me go ahead and check that out." And so I yeah. got a little on the Ree, and like I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, this whole time, this whole this whole <laughs> right. time. Like, and then I live in North Hollywood. This dude was up the block, you know, killing it. And I was like, you know, this whole fucking time. And then, and then talking to him, you know, just you know, through work and realizing that we had kind of like crossed paths a little bit. You know, I think yeah. he had done some stuff on Venture Brothers at some point. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, like, it's just, you know, it's cool to, to, to know they're, they're out there and yeah. to hear their stories and, you know, it's just reassuring, I guess. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And, it's, and then, you know, after that, 
um, I'm in a totally different space now, but like, you know, so this, especially when I, I think I started really, really watching your stuff when we were working together on this mm -hmm. last project, but that also came from me kind of having to come to Jesus moment. Like, what, do I, what am I doing? Where am I going? Let's yeah. drive this shit somewhere and getting on that show and being in a room with black folks. I'm like, Oh, this is a feeling that I had, didn't know I needed. And now, yeah. you know, how do I, you know, how do I build on that? And then yeah. you've got an archive of brown <laughs> people out there doing it. And it was like, where are y'all working at? Like, let me, let me, let me find out what's going on, what y'all doing. Let me, here, let me <laughs> so I can potentially work with more of you, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's like, it feels like the next evolution of things, you know, is mm -hmm. just, me, just ingesting more um, content. You've created a space that um, just puts it all in one place. So we're yeah. all there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> interviews and backstories and skill sets and personality and it's like it's like a perfect place to kind of like yeah just, like you know you did an interview with I wrote her name down um melanie mm -hmm. um oh yeah it goes me yeah and so after that interview i hit her up and i was just like I'm, i really dug the interview you just did and it was dope i even bought one of those like Sweatshirts. Like, yeah, I'm like, that's dope. I love that shit. That's fucking fantastic. So mm -hmm. um, I went and bought one of those joints. So like, yeah, it's just, you know, and it was cool to get Lyndon on there. I hadn't really like, I met him at, at um, Sundance and it was yeah. like Sundance has like an event that's just black specific. And yeah. so like, the detective, <laughs> was that? so like <laughs> Sundance happens in like the ski village. Right. 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 And, right, and it's just, it's just like this hill and just buildings on both sides. And mm -hmm. um, there, it's mostly white. <laughs> but there's like, it was one black event that had like an event every night and it was at the bottom of the hill. Mm -hmm. And it's one space like off to the side. So uh, I went to that and I kind of worked, was in the space and I was like, I don't, what, what am I doing here? Like it doesn't, it didn't feel like, I don't know. It was just interesting. It felt like everybody knew each other. I'm like, yeah. how do each other? Um, but then I was kind of hanging out in the back, and then Linda was just hanging out in the back too, and we just started just chatting. And then I was like, "I'm in animation." He's like, "Oh shit, me too!" And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Here? <laughs> and, so, and so you know, um, he had a screening. He wasn't at so he wasn't at Sundance. He was at this like another festival that's happening. Like it's like not Sundance or so. I forget what it's yeah. called. Yeah, the antithesis of Sundance films. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, it was dope. Um, but I just kind of latched myself onto him for the event. Um, and uh, but yeah, we out there, man. Just, just yeah. And and so I don't know. So yeah, so watching just in your interviews, like it's just cool to kind of like see all these people that are out here doing their thing and, and mm -hmm. from different walks of life and different mm -hmm. um uh aesthetics and interests. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, so there's something for everybody, you know. I think that also was a big deal too for me was um because my sensibilities are so broad and yeah. not so like cartoon focused i don't know mm -hmm. like you know i guess it's like a thing you think about like I, growing like i growing up i don't look back and think oh i remember that show i used to love it like, i mean there are shows i've watched growing up that i that i did enjoy but i don't have this like um i couldn't write like a love letter to like these shows <laughs> and how they formed me you know yeah Fresh Prince, yes, I could write. I could write. I could write a thesis statement. I could like essay on like just how that formed me. But like you know, not cartoons. Cartoons didn't yeah. quite have that effect on me growing up. So um, you know, when people wax poetically about you know all these shows they grew up watching and how they want to redo these things, and like I don't really have that same connection point. And yeah. so 
um, that can kind of make you feel like a bit of an outsider when it comes to like when you're living in this space of like, you know, animation and storytelling. Yeah. And, so forth. and so, you know, when I think about storytelling, it doesn't always fit in that, like, you know, every episode, let's see what our heroes get into today. You know, I think yeah. about, you know, thinking like, how can I make you feel something at the end of this mm -hmm. thing? How can I, how can you, I want you to walk away. I want you to binge it one. And mm -hmm. then when you walk away, when it's over, you, you feel like this emptiness inside because it's gone. Like all these characters <laughs> that you were just like, you know, like, you know, the feeling where you just sit on the couch and you've just been absorbed something. And when it's over, you're just like, now what do I do with my life? Like, I, you know, like I, they just—I got to go do something, you know. Like, right. Those, those, those kinds of films or stories, those are the kinds of stuff that I, li I like to be, in, I would like to be involved with. And I think we're we're kind of getting there with the industry, you know, like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so like there was a there was a long time where I just kind of felt like I, you know, I, I I didn't quite resonate with that kind of stuff. But now, like you said, when I when I look at your site and all these people, they have they are in the business, but they also come from these different spaces. And, yeah. You know, and it's like you know, I can see that the world is bigger. You know, helping yeah. the world is bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, which is you know, representation matters, right? So. Yes, it does. So, if someone was producing a documentary about you, what things would you want them to highlight outside of your work in animation? Mm -hmm. um, family life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how extensive and funny and um, <laughs> crazy my family is. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just that I have a, a gazillion other things that I like to get into. You know, like mm -hmm. I bowl, I roller skate, I, you know, play the drums now. That's the new instrument of the jour. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just... Um, I don't know, cover my wife too because she does some amazing stuff too. Like mm -hmm. she's too, like how her journey, like she's um, started out writing and wanted to be a writer and then went into corporate, like corporate training, which is yeah. completely not what she wants to do. And her also having that grind on the side as she's been trying to like find that space and then coming out here and us together learning that she needs to be doing costume design. We went to, yeah. um, we went to see Ruth Carter talk mm -hmm. like before um, she won for Black Panther. And so we yeah. were just like, we talk about it and them saying, you got to have a love of story and a love of clothes and storytelling through clothes. And she was like, and we both kind of like, you need to be doing this. And her watching yeah. her get to that space now where she's doing it, it's pretty, pretty fucking dope. Um, nice. What else? Yeah, and just, um, that's, that's outside of my career. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it for the outside of the career part. The career part is nuts, though. It's 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 it's, it's interesting. Like mm -hmm. the doors that kind of open when you know you're ready mm -hmm. for them, you know, and you yeah. can like, walk through them. Like having Kimson come through in my life and get me into Titmouse, and then also Kimson's the one who taught me how to do sheet timing. And then, but mm -hmm. that just had to happen at a really specific time, and then yeah. that's left you know all this work and all these credits and you know all that stuff so yeah it's just mm -hmm. really um yeah people you meet man now i'm here i'm talking to you and it's just, it's just, <laughs> all this it is nuts man i didn't see any of this when i was in school you know right where where was this road gonna take me where was where mm -hmm. am i gonna end up so just kind of enjoy, just enjoy the road i think I, the theme of that whole documentary was just fucking enjoy the journey you know yeah it, 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 it'll go where it goes yeah. yeah. Don't worry you about it. You gotta be comfortable with that. 
Yeah. Yep. Just lean into the process. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. So where can people follow you on the socials? Fuck. Um, <laughs> I have it right here if you need help. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What am I? Um... Twitter is Brutoons. There you go. Brew stuff. <laughs> Brew stuff. That's right. Yeah. Let them know. I don't really <laughs> cultivate a following, following on there. I'm usually just in the background, just like liking stuff. So, <laughs> but you know, I'm on there. Thank you. It's yeah. Um, so I would like to thank you for allowing me to highlight you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And thanks for doing what you do. And, and I'm glad mm-hmm. to be a part of it. I'm glad to be another face on there to help somebody else know that it, it, it's possible. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so to everyone out there I want you to like so I know it's real comment and tell me how you feel subscribe to Silver Dill and sign up for post notifications to show your zeal and I'll see you in the next video peace word <laughs>